Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their ready-hour three-month emergency food kits. 
You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Yo! 101 part-time jobs. This time, I speak to Michael Cuniff, guitarist of the Blackpool band Boston Manor, who, as of today and as of tomorrow, when this podcast will come out, until next Wednesday, are on the front cover of Kerrang! magazine. Before the band, however, Michael's life looked pretty different. He studied biomedical science at university and then went on to work in pathology, which we find out more about, and how the success of the band then took all that over. We talk about life on the road, touring America, going to Taco Bell all the time, being in a band with your brother, all kinds of shit. I'll leave that to the interview. It was great to chat to him. Their new record, Glue, is coming out soon. The singles from it are out now, and they're all fucking great, and you should have a listen. All right, Michael Cuniff. Have you done many interviews for um, for Glue? Um, I don't personally do them. It's mainly Henry that that people want to speak to. You know, it's... uh... It's, and it, I guess he has a lot more to say about, you know, the what's behind the lyrics and the concept of the, you know, the record and stuff like that. So uh, we kind of leave all of that to him. Right. Because so, the lyrical content is strong. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it does. <laughs> I, I don't know. It uh, it does cover a lot of, I guess, like it's, it's, it's kind of like a bit of a running social commentary on uh, on on the modern the modern time. And uh, it's I think it's. So some things that that people may may be ignoring and or people don't want to really talk about or really want to hear. So it's been really great opening up those kind of debates to people. Uh, and I've seen all kinds of people talking about, especially on a high ledge, uh, saying, "Oh, it means this or it means that," and it supports these rights and it supports these rights. And uh, it's really cool that so many different kind of people are getting something from a song and then also talking about it online between themselves, which is kind of what we wanted to do. Really, I, I was about well, yeah, two big things that like I was, I was about to say on a high ledge watching that video. I mean, you, you kind of you kind of get the vibe, you know, as the video goes on. But that that ending, you know, the, the Samaritans number that that that's that's a cold that's a cold landing. Yeah, there's there's no there's no kind of really dancing around the subject on on that one. Really, you know, yeah. it's uh, it's kind of it is what it is. And um, uh, I remember when when Henry was actually initially talking about. Uh, the lyrics for the song and when we all heard them for the first time it just really hit home because I'm sure everyone knows somebody that's really suffered with you know serious mental health issues or you know a suicide either a close friend or someone in the family and yeah it really did um, it it just really felt like it it came from such an honest place which it, it always does with our music as you know you know we've we we've we've played we've played uh, a sh- couple of shows together before and we've we've been in this yeah. from the start haven't we yeah abs- ab- absolutely and that's something that i uh it's been amazing to see i mean it's not like we talk all too often but it's incredible to see you guys be so strong headed after all those van breakdowns after all those <laughs> tours you know like you know shows that maybe not many people go to and like, oh not getting, yeah <laughs> not getting paid very well <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Um, actually, yeah, I was reminiscing about uh some of those the other day, uh, with Dan and and you know because I think because we uh we got the um the front cover of the Kerrang, and we 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 never thought we'd we'd ever see the day where we you know Kerrang would put us on the cover of their magazine, um especially 
for for a band that's I guess like I, I want to say humble beginnings, but it really is like I feel like we've just kind of been always been the underdogs, um, and it's been a bit of a slog to get to where we are now. Whoever wants it the most gets it, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, it feels like you've wanted it more than anyone else. And then and then when you get it, you think, do I still want this right now? When you sat, you know, like in a in a shady motel room kind of like flicking through cartoons on the tv absolutely exhausted it's uh yeah you're like oh god what have i done what have i done to my life you <laughs> must it's have, amazing um, it's amazing though you must have developed a, a pretty um foolhardy life of uh touring it's um it, it's kind of weird man like um it gets to the point where i guess if you explain your life to someone who isn't in a touring band and you explain you know a day-to-day what you do on tour and stuff like that it sounds absolutely absurd and it sounds so strange and it it makes you sound like I don't know like I guess like you're homeless in a way is and and they they, they're like really You, you you know you sleep on floors and you do this and do that and and um and then I guess like when you're in it it's the most normal thing in the world when you're actually there doing it for so long. You're like, who am I going to sleep next to in this double bed tonight? You know, and, and, yeah. uh, you know, just stuff like that. Like, are we going to break down today and what are we going to eat and stuff like, and, and I'm sure, you know, as well, you've, you've done plenty of that kind of stuff yourself. And, uh, it is, right. so it's still so fun, man. Like, um, I'm dying to get back out on the road. It's so fun. One thing, and like, you know, obviously it's a bit, bit of a personal question, but one thing I always found really hard was just checking my bank account, man. <laughs> oh God, yeah. You just, you just don't look at it, do you? You just shouldn't look, ever look at it. <laughs> have you, have you, have you, are you guys quite good at um, keeping, you know, so for example, the, the fee of a show, will you be quite good at putting that into a kitty for the band and then sort of expensing things like going out and eating on your own behalf? Uh, well, yeah, we, we're kind of, to be honest, man, we're in a pretty good place at the moment. And, um, you know, we've, we've been quite lucky with, um, I guess like the tours that we've been, we've been doing and stuff and we have some label support and we, we sell a fair bit of merch and, uh, we're able to do like, you know, PDs, um, for not only ourselves, but also like our crew as well. We like to obviously take care of the people that are taking care of us, um, keep everybody happy and, and it's kind of it's awesome because um you know we all get pds and we all get to you know eat eat something nice every it's not much but you get to eat something nice you know every now and then and um actually uh the really cool thing is um taco bell in the states because we're in the states quite a lot um and they they do this uh, scheme for bands called feed the beat i'm not sure if you're aware of it i have yeah i've heard of it yeah yeah so we get every year we get um like a a big like kind of gift card for taco bell and we eat there pretty much like nearly near enough every day. And the food is actually so good. Like you can customize anything. So if you're vegan or vegetarian, you know, you can get still like get a really tasty meal for a really kind of cheap price. And it's it's free for us because we had those um those vouchers. So that's that's really awesome. Is that un- is that unlimited? Uh no, it's like I think it's it's capped to uh sometimes it's been like five hundred dollars and then sometimes it's been maybe less, sometimes it's been more. Um, and it's so, it's yeah. not the most unhealthy one is there is it you know what man like before i went to the states i always heard horror stories about taco bell but it is honestly like it's the love of our life you know it's uh <laughs> it's actually probably like the reason why we're able to actually go over there and and tour 
and uh, <laughs> you know, and not and not go hungry. So what yeah. a tagline! It's 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 a bit unfair on them, isn't it? Because Taco Bell, the name to like a British person who's probably never had it before, it kind of conjures this imagery of like a toilet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's the first thing that comes into your mind, isn't it? <laughs> your brother's the basis. What is what's that like being with the uh, being with your brother? Dude, it's it's awesome, man. Like, um, I guess like I actually feel for for the rest of the guys in my band because obviously they they go away for such long periods of time. There was a point where we weren't home uh, for probably about I think three months was probably the longest stretch. That was kind of like recording um, recording an album and doing back to back tours, doing kind of like jumping going from the studio to doing a United States tour, then going from there to go to Japan, then Australia got home just in time for christmas and i really feel for them because wow. uh, they they miss their families like you know like you do um and it, i think it's amazing that i get to bring kind of like a piece of my family with me and uh, i never feel like i'm too far away from home when i've got him with me and, and obviously we're best friends and we still live at home together and stuff i think he's outside right now uh painting i think i can just see him yeah keeping busy <laughs> yeah staying busy so, i think that's yeah, wonderful awesome. I, th- I think that's such a wonderful thing i've always got a a, a, an affinity with with bands of siblings in yeah well <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of funny to be honest man because uh the way the five of us in the band are right now like i'm i'm as close to every single one of them as i am my brother and and th- yeah. i think they feel the same way you know it's we've been living out of each other's pockets and and we've we've kind of been there for each other through you know the good times and then the really really shit times when you know you you need like a shoulder to cry on and stuff you know you, yeah so uh yeah we're all i don't know we no, no no secrets there yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah. you've been going full time i saw your brother tweet the other day i think it was your brother where he said you know this is the three-year anniversary where he quit his previous job he quit his part-time job that's right yeah that's right that's mad so so three years you've been going at it full time um i think it's been three years for me as well um I think because I basically started working back in 2009 and then and then I uh, I quit and then I came back for another two years on like a zero hour contract. So I think I I think I left in. Yeah, I think I left in 2000, 2016. I think I left. And so, you were a um, and, and this is why I really wanted to have this talk with you, you know, especially at this timely moment is that you were you were working in the hospital, weren't you? Yeah, that's right. I was. Yeah, I was working in um, in pathology at Blackpool Victoria Hospital, and uh, it what seems like a lifetime ago. Uh, pathology is um, it's basically the the study um, and the I guess like uh, it's it's kind of like the science of the causes and effects of disease, um, and it's, it's I guess it's like its own branch of medicine where you investigate I guess like disease and. Um, those results go off to the doctors, you know, you buy like testing tissue samples or, or blood samples, stuff like that, really. Um, so that's a huge, so, yeah. huge job. Were there lots of you? Do, it was a big, big department, I presume. It, it is. Yeah. It's, it's very, uh, uh, multidisciplinary as well. It's, um, the, the, within pathology, there are, uh, several other departments that all focus on various aspects of either the body or diseases. Like we've got like, histology that that um they uh test i guess like human tissue or uh you know like samples taken from from the body and and uh i worked in hematology 
um and we studied obviously blood and um we did blood transfusion as well so yeah so it was it was pretty heavy stuff um and it was i it couldn't have been further away from what i'm doing now honestly it's 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 ridiculous (laughs) yeah so yeah did you go to uni did you go to college uh yeah i did um i went to keel university i did uh I guess like biomedical science um and then I became a biomedical scientist about a year yeah. after I uh, about a year after I graduated is that journey uh, quite quite tough because you, you know you, you hear about doctorates and course you know postgraduate uh I, I know nothing about this shit postgraduate <laughs> um courses where you know it takes years for people to do these jobs yeah it's um actually I was really lucky um I kind of um i heard about that um ha- about halfway through doing my course and i was seeing how difficult it actually was for for people to actually come out with a degree and then actually get the job in you know that that field so i actually yeah. changed my course halfway through and did um a year in industry so um, in my third year i actually came back home i lived here for a year and and worked out the hospital uh for virtually no money um and i was doing kind of like two jobs i was doing my uh, apprenticeship um for like i don't know like it was like a, there was like a bursary that they kind of gave me like a bit of an allowance which was quite nice but it wasn't enough to kind of like keep me on my feet so after i'd finished my nine to five i worked in the area that receives all the samples um for some extra cash so i was working kind of like nine till nine every single day wow uh, so it was you know i, I put the <laughs> i put the graft in and uh Surely enough, when when I finished my course, um, a spot opened up and and uh, I was considered for it. So I was really lucky with that. I think I think maybe they kind of they must have liked me. I don't know. Must have liked working with me. Who knows? <laughs> what What was so. your mindset then? I mean, if if you if you you said, I mean, clearly, you know, you said putting in the putting in the graft. Is that is that really kind of the one thing you wanted to do at that moment in your life? Um, I think it was the one thing that I felt like I could do with some competence, you know, like I, I've always, I've always wanted to, to do music and I've always wanted to be in a band. But um, I guess like when, when you're younger, it just, it seems like, it seems like one of those uh, unattainable kind of goals. Big time. And, it, and, and then, and I thought I've got to be realistic here and I, I need to, you know, like the music thing, really enjoy it. And I love doing it as a hobby and stuff like that. Um, and I've kind of always really th- felt that way. I-, I only got into touring when I was like when we did Boston Manor. I never did anything before then, aside from a few local bands and stuff. You How know? old were you then? So, uh, when I- when we started Boston Manor, I was twenty six. So all of this was relatively new to me, you know, all the DIY touring and stuff like that. I'd never experienced anything like that before, and it was yeah. just really exciting, you know. Um, and that was about um, uh, that was about I think maybe three or four years into working at the hospital, right? So, yeah. So did did you sort of notice yourself have this overlap of interests of working at the hospital, working in hematology, and and the band stuff, trying to you know creeping in because band stuff, you know, it's up to other people whether you're successful or not. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And when you see that opportunity, I imagine did that put you in a hard place? Um, man, it really did. It was, it was so difficult. Cause, um, I guess like, um, up until I think the whole time we were doing it, we still, we were quite ambitious. We were like, yeah, we want to, 
I want to try and do this full time and stuff, you know, like, um, and we, we did put our heart and soul into it. And I think that's, that's how we ended up. Um, obviously we're not a huge band or whatever, but I, I like to think that we're doing all right at the moment. Oh, dude, you're um, doing amazingly. <laughs> thank you. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it, I think, I guess it kind of grew and grew. Um, and for the longest time, like, I guess it, it was a hobby, you know, like, like the way that people do, you know, people do like triathlons or, or, right. like, you know, um, they're interested in, I don't know, going to the cinema or stuff like that, you know, or going yeah. away for the weekend and stuff. Um, and at, yeah, at that point it was a hobby. And I think it got to the point where we were signed to Pure Noise and the touring was just becoming, uh, it was becoming way more frequent. And uh, just holding up there, the Pure Noise at this point, they had released records by the story so far and Narwhals and, and clearly there was, um, there was a career there. I don't know. Is that the right word to use? You know, there's money where, where there, where there are such big bands signed to such a big label and the label grows. That must've been a point where you were like, okay, this is, uh, you know, people are making money here around us. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think to be honest with you, um, now that I'm thinking about it, I think we signed Pure Noise in 2015. And I think I actually left my job in 2014 when, um, a couple of like big tours are coming through and okay, and yeah. I, I was like I was like I need to I really need to just throw myself into this at the moment because it's, it's going a lot better now you know people are actually at shows and we're touring with bands that are drawing crowds now yeah. um, so it was either um, you know I never actually gave them this ultimatum but um, the way it kind of was was um, if I can't get this time off um, I'm gonna have to leave because I love what I'm doing at the moment it's it's the most exciting thing that I've ever been a part of, you know, um, and um, I didn't want to let that go or I didn't want to half ass it, you know. You can see that, you know, there's something about being on stage, which is just completely unlike anything in the world. And I, I, I say that from a fan's point of view, because yeah. you, you can see it, this kinetic energy, this thing that you see in, you know, you grew up and you, you see someone like Iggy Pop on stage, for example. I, I bring that up because I saw the documentary with him and um, Josh Homme last night and oh, you know you think oh what is that on it's uh it, it premiered on youtube and i think they just did it once and then i think it's going to be available to pay for but it's called like american something or other it's when it was like josh homie and the guy that does that guitar moves youtube thing uh, have you seen that i haven't seen that but it's- i've actually been on a massive queens of the stone age kick at the moment and i was watching a few josh home interviews last night were you into like Queens when you were younger? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, that was kind of the stuff that um, I mean, when when no one knows came out. Yeah, oh, it was on. It was on MTV constantly. It was almost like yeah. every every two songs that video would play, and it was just it was crazy. It was Seeing Dave Grohl crazy. play drums just never gets old, does it? Yeah, and I'm a big Nirvana fan as well as you know most people are, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but seeing seeing like you know. Dave Grohl from Nirvana, like, still absolutely killing it. And obviously, he, you know, like, I've never really been a big Foo Fighters fan. Um, but, you know, seeing him do that as well was really cool. But, like, yeah, just, like, back on the drums again. Yeah, you know, there's that energy. That there's awesome. that energy that you, you just can't harness. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, fuck, it's, just, it's just raw. Yeah. I, I feel like I always, th- like, I tried to listen. My older brother, when we were younger, loved Queens. And I could just never get into it. Like, this kind of desert rock thing. It just felt too, like mature for me i guess oh mate i actually feel you on that one um 
I, I mean, I liked, you know, the songs that they brought out as singles and stuff like that. But like sometimes trying to get through an album was a hard listen for me. You know, when I was younger, right. when when I was listening to like, you know, Deftones, like it was a big like new metal era, you know, and I was listening yeah. to, you know, Deftones and, and I was listening to like stuff like No Effects as well and Pennywise. And that was kind of what did it for me. But the Queens of the Stone Age, I just couldn't get it. Yeah, it, it was just so different. And I guess, what, like you said, like it's it is a mature sound. And when you get older, I feel like you kind of understand it a bit more for sure. You know, did you start? Um, were you playing guitar at this point? No, that you know what? I picked up that pretty late, too. I I, um, I learned guitar when I was I started learning when I was 18. Wow. Seriously. So, yeah. And it was such a whim. I did it on a whim because I, I, I couldn't play a single instrument and actually um, I remember my music teacher thought I had something wrong with me because I didn't know I didn't know anything about music. I didn't know what 12 bar blues were. I didn't know what any of the notes were. And she kind of took me aside and she was like, Is, are you OK? Like, do you how do you not know any of this stuff? Because I'd, I'd moved around my whole life and my, my education was so patchy. I never always I never had like music classes and stuff like that so I couldn't play an instrument I couldn't read or write music and I just wanted to be like you know I just wanted to be like a I, I don't know you see you see people doing it that you love and you're like I want to do that so I tried like smoking it. looks cool <laughs> yeah I'm not backing smoking though but it looks <laughs> it looks so cool especially in the movies if you're if you're watching the Tarantino movie I know I know <laughs> did your brother pick up bass around the same time uh he kind of um i think he was already playing a little bit before me um and he he was playing guitar as well and actually i do remember that um our parents actually got us uh guitars for christmas that year that i i expressed an interest in playing um and they were like these little like the strat copies that are made by this company called encore do you remember yeah, that? You hear exactly those? the kind. Exactly and the kind. Yeah. They they come with like these little amps, and instead of like volume, tone, and stuff like that, it's got stuff like uh, it's on under the. I think the uh, there was like a channel where you could distort the guitar, was it? And over it, it just had the word beef, and 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 zaz and stuff like that. And I just <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was just like, what is this? And that's brilliant. You know, but yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it sounded flipping awful i'm sure i drove my parents crazy trying to learn you know blink 182 or something or green day what do um, they think what do they what did your parents think when you really started to prioritize boston manor over hospital work life honestly man um i actually they were just so supportive it was amazing because i i think with my parents um i think they just they kind of just left me to my own devices because they, they looked at me and they said, this, this guy went to high school, went to college and, and got a degree at uni. He had a job. And um, now I guess he can do what he wants, make his own mistakes or whatever. And even though I guess like, cause I was still living at home, maybe they'd have a bit more say about it. But I guess if I was living away on my own, like I could kind of do what you want really, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, they, I, I... they were so supportive. I feel like the, the biggest lessons you learn in life are from the biggest, well, not necessarily the biggest, but you, you, you learn by making mistakes is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and I guess like if you don't try these kind of things, especially when you're younger as well, you just you'll never know what could have been. And uh, yeah. I've yeah. always kind of lived by that, you know, because, uh, yeah, you could definitely let things pass you by. 
that's the thing that comes up almost every time in this podcast that you know you get given the opportunity you can't fucking say no man yeah <laughs> you've got to do it man like i don't know and and it's not ever something that i've ever regretted because i've i've had so many experiences that that i probably never would have had otherwise you know so yeah are there were there any conversation was there a conversation with you know um all the, all the band members all five of you five of you four of you five there's five of us yeah all, um, all five of you where, where you said to each other fuck okay are you quitting your job because i'm gonna quit my job <laughs> so you know what sort of i think because we all had different jobs um some of them kind of allowed for you know a bit more flexible work hours so right. some of us held on to jobs you know a little bit longer than others or then you know when we weren't touring some of us were able to go back into our old jobs um so it was kind of like a bit of a i guess like a patchwork of kind of like working not working touring and stuff like that you know it yeah, was yeah. kind of a bit all over the place for a while but yeah we we all we all don't work now uh, now that we're able to kind of afford to you know to do this full time um so yeah is hematology something that you can you know immerse yourself back into it, at, a late, <laughs> at a later date uh i'd like to think so um i'm not sure if i'll, if I'll ever go back to it but it, it's funny you should say that actually because um i actually got an email the other day uh from the uh, hcpc which is the uh, health Pro- um healthcare professions council mm. and um they actually said uh that i could re-register with them for free and they gave me like a temporary registration number to practice science again because of the way the country is at the moment and the nhs is they so they said like we need anyone that is able to and willing to go back to work to you know in this time of you know i don't, I don't know if if people are listening to this retrospectively we're in the coronavirus crisis time so yeah they they said you know you you can go back to work now and i've not done a like a, a blood test for I want to say, uh, when did I officially leave? I think 2000, yeah, 2016. So like near, nearly four years. Wow. So I could potentially be going back to work. Wow. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they'll let me. Do you reckon you could do like an intravenous? Do you reckon you could get the right spot I, on someone's arm? <laughs> Luckily, I never had to do that. I'm, oh, I'm, right. Okay. I, I've had it done to me because uh so basically uh to control the analyzers every single morning uh we'd have some some bloods taken at you know at the um at the vini punctures which was just down the hall and they'd mm-hmm. use those samples just to test that the blood the, the analyzers were performing and you know not giving out any uh, erroneous results um and one day uh, they couldn't get any samples because i don't think anyone was coming in for their bloods at that point so i went down there and i said just take my blood and they were training somebody on it and um bless the guy he was so he was so nervous he was absolutely shaking and trembling and as he was taking my blood and he he stuck the needle directly into my vein um, and then it slipped out and then I remember him trying to put it back in the same the same hole and and at that point I just realized that I was tunneling out and starting to <laughs> I'm, not, oh, no. I'm not very squeamish but I was just like I'm going like just seeing that I'm going oh I'm my God. tunneling out. Fucking out. I'm glad I never had to do that because it does, you know, it's it looks like it's it could be quite nerve wracking. But they are really good there. Like obviously they do that all day, every day. So yeah, you yeah. Know. 
your brain must have been really full of information. I mean, you're constantly learning new things in that job. Is it, is that be, yeah. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, it, my brain is absolutely full of shit now, though, mate, I'll tell you that. Well, that's, that's <laughs> what I was going to ask. I mean, do you, have you kind of replaced that, what you were learning there with sort of learning something else? Yeah, I think, well, you know, like, I think music itself, like, I don't want to sound pretentious, but music is a science itself, isn't it? Mm. You know, like, whether you're learning how to use... Um, logic and and when when you're applying like reverb and and when you're writing right. a song and and like a formula to to write a song like it's it is a science in a way and and I think you there's so much to learn in that and I I have not even managed to you know scratch the surface with that so I'm always really keen to to keep learning whether it's in the studio or you know creating a better live sound for my guitar um learning new riffs and stuff like that you know, I'm, I'm always still learning and, and still reading as well, you know. So, Boston uh, Manor, over the last few years, the production of the records has really, to me, that's what, that's what Boston Manor is now. You know, you're kind of, you've almost got this kind of Nine Inch Nails production kind of value. Oh, man, thanks for saying that. Yeah, they've been a big influence um, on, uh, I guess, like on the later records with, uh, you know, like the electronics and the synths. But um, I think yeah. it was, um, I think it was kind of the realisation where, we were like, we could do anything we want to do, like, uh, I, you know, and not not go too far off the off the mark. But we we're a different band now, I guess, because we were when you when you're early days in a band, you're you're figuring out your sound, and it's almost like you're in your adolescent years trying to figure out who you're going to be and who you, how are you going to grow up, you know. Mm-hmm. And um and 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 I think um there was one point where we were doing some demos and we just felt the most comfortable we've ever felt like writing and playing these songs and and we were writing the music for us that you know stuff that we wanted to hear back uh, that maybe other people weren't doing because i think that's that's what everyone in a band should try and do is create something that that you want to hear you know mm-hmm. and and that doesn't doesn't exist and and i think that way you get a lot more you you get a lot more unique kind of band because the band is an extension of of the people making the music so you're really putting yourselves out there and obviously everyone's different. So that, and it's, it's a great feeling, you know. You can hear that on Glue massively. I'm lucky enough to, to have been sent the, the, the full record and it just, it's, it's it, yeah, it's, it's like industrial rock, but that doesn't really do it justice at all. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty immersive. It's really immersive. Oh, thank, thanks for that, dude. And, and yeah, I, um, I don't know. We were, we were super stoked on the way it turned out and, and we like to think there's there's a little something for everyone on there as well. It, there was a lot of there's a lot of variety in the tracks, um, yeah. and it it almost like we were kind of joking when we finished it, and we were playing one track after another and going, "Wow, this is this shouldn't be on this album, but then this one shouldn't be on this album, but somehow they all exist together on this album." And we were joking, yeah. saying that it was like a best of Boston Manor compilation CD, um, but yeah, it, it turned out so great and um you know we owe a lot of that to um to mike sapone as well and, and brett romness who helped produce um the the record like they are you know that classic oh they're the the, the the sixth and seventh member of the band but they really are you know it's um they are they are so involved you know um and uh they're, they're so excited you know it's like every time we we make a record with them it's it's almost as if like the band and and them the, the the producers are making their first ever record you know yeah so it's uh the energy is really good really great in the studio so yeah 
one thing I think you, you don't like as a when you, when you're a fan of a band and they've got a new record coming out, one thing that you're probably not thinking about is is how fragile um, the songwriters and the producers are of what they're making at the time. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I think maybe kind of. You mean like... it's, it's it's a bit it's it's scary and you have to be in the right zone and the right mood and it's and it and it's a very you know to get something beautiful can be hard and uh and can fuck with your head yeah uh yeah i'd say so did you um, go through that well uh honestly like um it got to it, it got uh i don't know it got pretty bad um we were we were trying to write and record this album um around touring so we didn't have any days off uh last year and the year before really um and this the, the touring was getting a lot and even though we absolutely love what we do um i think for anyone um it, it can be a lot you know psychologically and, and physically taxing on your body and um <clears throat> trying to write a record when you're touring constantly and you don't have anything to inspire you because you've been touring constantly um can't, isn't the best way isn't the best place to be you know and um it it, it got to a point when uh where we were just like can we can we carry on doing this you know and it, it got to that serious point where we were like I, if we can't write this record and what are we going to do and you know that uncertainty um and it, we really were in that place and um that in itself i think was what fucking fueled the record like that that frustration and that that angst made i think made it a grittier record so i think that really did come out through the music Sure. And all cre- all credit to you because there's there's so much heart in it, and there, there's there, it's it's real. Do you know what I mean? I uh, dude, I I don't I don't ever want to put out a record that isn't like that. And I and I, and I speak for the rest of the guys as well. We're we're always going to put records out that we fully believe in, and 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 that is is it is you know it's honest and it's true. You know, this the minute you start writing, I guess like <clears throat> that that manufactured kind of that pop that that's empty and it's just and yeah and it and it and the the sounds as well you know we always still try and use like amps and and real synths as well and and yeah. you know there are no rules with music of course but like we still want our, our music to sound quite natural even if it's synthesizers and stuff like that you know well, dude, uh, like glue, I can't wait for glue um, to, you know, have have the effect it's going to have. And um, I, I saw a making of the album cover on Twitter last night, oh. and that was really cool. Oh yeah, was it? Uh, was it the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and the imagery, the imagery ties in. I mean, it should it should be obvious. You know, sometimes it's not obvious to me. You know, the the imagery and the sounds they really lock in. Uh, dude, yeah, we were really, really stoked when when he came back to us with those with those images. We uh, um, we, <laughs> we kind of uh, we 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 wanted something that was a little bit strange to look at and a little bit unsettling, but kind of like you know, a, a little bit. We actually kind of just told him like you know, Pink Floyd, Storm Thur- Ferguson, go for it, you know. And we kind of gave him a rough outline of what we wanted, you know, and. Sick. um yeah. And that's what came out and we, we were so stoked on it. You know, he, he gave us a couple of ideas and we've used some for merch and then we picked our favorite ones for the album and it, it turned out really nicely. Yeah. Amazing. 
Well, we could speak forever. I try to keep these podcasts around sort of 25, 30 minutes. Okay. Um, All right, cool. I thought we were going to be in this for the long run, but yeah. I'm sorry if I've (laughs) chewed your ear off, mate. No, 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 no. The the more the better. I honestly, I feel like we could just chat this shit for ages. I've been working all day, got me mate on the side, running around like a blue ass fly. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day, got me mate. Every blink minute, I've been on the go, up and down the ladder like a fiddler's elbow. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day, got me mate. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, podcast listener, do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.